ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, The More You Sleep, The Smarter You Get, by Dr. Barbara O'Neill. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. See, I think these people on their bad behavior need to sleep more. Yeah, so you don't fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben. Let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, fantastic. I had a, a great night's sleep last night. Wonderful, I, I really yeah. Had, you know, I had some dreams that I could remember and, and the whole nine yards, yeah. All right. It, uh, no, doing excellent today. Uh, beautiful day outside. Do you know here in Central Virginia, it, of those listening, and by the way, welcome everyone to another episode of the undiluted truth with Ben and Mike and Mike and Ben. No, there's not four of us in here. Uh, right. That, that was a quick test. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we are glad to be here. It's our honor to be here with you this afternoon. And what I was getting ready to say is here, it, it has been brutally hot over the last, probably the last half of July. Here mm-hmm. we are, the second day recording, the, the second day of August recording here. And it was 59 degrees this morning when I yeah. woke up. 59. It was gorgeous. And yeah. uh, sun's still out, humidity's low. What a great day. Uh, and what a title. Mm. You might say it's a great day to take a nap. But no, there's a time to get yourself ready to go to sleep, and there's a time to wake up. Barbara O'Neill is this woman is so impressive, and we we have, we are honored to have her on again here with a topic about sleep and how effective sleep is, or how important probably is a better uh, statement how important sleep is to the human body. It is absolutely unbelievable. She makes one statement that uh, that I will mention before we actually get into uh, her little uh, presentation. That you know, there was really no problem with the, the sleeping patterns of of individuals before the electric light. Hmm. Most people had a very normal sleeping patterns and were and were actually more healthy in some areas, especially intellectually. Right. So right. you know, so that's you know, as you, so as you're listening, first of all, wake up, open your eyes, uh, uh, Ben. Oh, hey, hey, huh? Ben, what? Ben, you with me? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. As yeah. I was saying, oh, oh my oh. gosh, yeah, hmm. Weisenheimer, wise guy. <laughs> uh, but no, in all honesty, the, there is a time to you know to prepare yourself. But what takes place? And I love this. She gets into it. You can actually get smarter, hmm. and she, I think it hopefully we'll have enough time to, that she will explain that one test. So, 
Uh, I'm excited about this. So without any further ado, uh, here right. is Barbara. Now, this is a a summer convocation. I, pardon me, I don't know exactly where it is. We will put that up uh, exactly where it's where it's at. I do know that it is in the United States because she's all over the world. This one is. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready? Ready. Three, two, one, and here she is. Good evening, everyone. And I'd like to welcome you tonight where we're going to discover the science of sleep. And if we look at our sustain me principles, we see that number three is sleep. And God designed us to sleep in the night hours. And sleep was never an issue before the electric light. Did you know that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's never been an issue before. But what's happening with the electric light, and it certainly is happening even more with one step forward with, with technology, is people are being kept awake when they should be asleep. Mm -hmm. It's such a distraction and it's such an attraction. But what people don't realise is what it's doing inside their brain. So I'd like to have a look at what happens when we sleep. There's a little tiny gland in the base of our brain called the pineal gland. And the pineal gland sits right at the back of our brain and it releases four hormones every night. At the moment in summertime, it's between 10 and 3. And in the wintertime, it's between 9 and 2. So how come the hormones are only released in that time? Well, light and dark signals are fed through the optic nerve to a control centre in the brain where our, our body clock is located. And our body clock communicates with our pineal gland. What are these hormones? One hormone is serotonin, and serotonin mm -hmm. is the mood hormone. So if you want to feel good, go to bed early. And we know when the children have late nights, they're not happy chappies, are they? Happy chappies, I like mm. it. Another hormone is melatonin, and melatonin mm -hmm. is called the fix and rejuvenate nighttime hormone. So it's in those hours that healing accelerates. It's in those hours where our bodies recharge, revive. Also, arginine vasotocin. And arginine vasotocin is a hormone that puts us into a deep sleep. So if you want to go into a deep sleep, the earlier you go to bed, the more likely you are to go into a deep sleep. But arginine vasotocin is something else. It's our natural painkiller. Did you know that God gave us our own natural painkiller? So when we go to bed early, our natural painkiller kicks in. But when we use our natural painkiller, it releases a waste after being used. And if that waste still is around the next night, arginine vasotocin is not released. So how do we cause a release of the waste from using arginine vasotocin. That was my Let's question. move on through our basic laws of health with trust in, the God, in God right in the middle. And we will get to one of the laws that allows the waste to be released out of the body. We have to get down further to get to this law. It's actually the last law, if you remember it. 
which is exercise. So when we exercise, we cause a release of uh, perspiration, which we automatically do when we're moving the body. And as that perspiration is released, it releases the waste from using arginine vasotocin. Mm -hmm. I have a girlfriend who was a nurse. Now, back in the 80s and 90s, nurses used to do all the lifting. And a lot of nurses got very sore backs, <laughs> painful backs. Today, they have strong men to do the lifting, or in some hospitals, they have like little cranes to, to lift the people. But a lot of nurses in the 80s and 90s had to retire from nursing because of bad backs. Do you know the biggest bone in the whole of our body is our femur? And the biggest mm. muscle mass in the whole of our body are our quads, which is our, our um, thigh muscles. And God made it that way so that we do all our lifting and bending here. Did you realise that? So when we bend and lift, it should be using our, using our strongest muscle. And we can only use it if our back remains straight. Mm. If we bend or lift like that, all the strain goes on our lower back. But if we bend and lift like this, all the strain goes here. Remember that. Makes sense. It's time to protect, protect our backs. But my girlfriend, she had a, quite a major in, injury. She had it, um, surgery, then she was put on painkillers and, and basically retired at a very young age. In her, she's only in her 40s. But what's she going to do now? What, what's the future? being on painkillers for the rest of your life. It's not good because after a while, the painkillers actually don't do what they used to do. And then a speaker came to the town that spoke on natural pain management. And he spoke about arginine vasotocin, our natural painkiller that God put in our brain that gets released every night. But he also talked about the importance of exercise and so he advocated walking for five hours a day. Sorry, five kilometres a day. <laughs> What's that? Now, I quickly worked this out when I was in Rocky Mountains National Park It'll last be about Saturday afternoon. Ten miles, and when I, I saw the two to Emerald Lake, I thought two kilometres. No, it was two miles, which is twice as far. <laughs> So I guess five kilometres would be almost 10. And it took her an hour. And little by little, as the weeks went by, her pain levels got less and less and she was able to come off her pain medication. She had to do two things. She had to exercise every day and she had to um, go to bed early at night. Because if you go to bed late, of course, you can't access your arginine vasotocin. Something else happened as she exercised. Her muscles and her ligaments and her tendons that are around her injury became strong and they compensated for the injury. Isn't that interesting? Because well, I had a quick question. Uh, mm. Pause that quickly. I, I, I'm not 100% sure if she was asked to walk that distance because of her injury opposed to riding a stationary bike or riding a bike for any distance. Uh, you know, that, that was where I was getting at. I know okay. that part right. of this is, is to get the body moving and, get, you know, perspiring and that sort of thing. So I, I, 
and I'm not sure if Barbara really gets into it. Sometimes she, you know, this particular being that it's about sleep, she does a awesome uh, uh, presentation on exercise and that sort of thing. So uh, if you've got questions, I was just trying to head those off before they yeah. they happen. But uh, right. that was one of my thoughts because that's, you know, you're thinking, wow, i got to walk 10 miles. 10 miles will maybe only need to to ride your bike 10 miles or maybe you know a little bit longer like for instance I I do the exercise bike when I go into the gym I go I go 6 miles in about 22 minutes right so yeah. uh that's what and and I am you know I am perspiring big mm-hmm. time so but uh, anyway just uh, keep that in mind folks as as she moves through here right here we go and she also found, and I, I was looking at this in detail recently, that as the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments around the spine are starting to work, more blood's going into that area, and that blood supply that sits around the bones nourishes the bone, and the bone can actually recover and heal. Isn't that incredible? Amen. What an amazing body we have. That's why... Exercise, certainly, last but not least, in the basic laws of health. The fourth hormone is called epithalamin. And epithalamin is a hormone that increases learning capacity. So it's important to go to bed early every night to access your epithalamin, which increases your learning capacity. And as you'll find out over the next couple of days where we talk on the mind... Our brain should be getting younger as we get older, and part of that is learning something new every single day. Mm. So to allow you to be, able, to be able to retain and learn th- new things every day, we need to be going to bed early to, to get our epithalamin levels. What I found fascinating was adhering to these laws boosts the release of those hormones from our pineal gland every night. Sunshine in the day, remember that initial statement? Light and dark signals are fed through the optic nerve to a control centre in the brain where your body clock is located. Sunshine in the day increases the output of these hormones at night and sleeping in the dark. Mm. When that sun goes down, our body knows it, even if the lights are on inside and everything starts to slow down when that sun goes down. Hmm. Just in case you were wondering, uh, she, she's mentioned it a couple of times, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, the laws of health. And just to mention these, I've seen different acronyms. This one's different. Uh, I can't say I've seen this exact one, but very effective. It, it, the acronym is SUSTAIN ME. Okay. S- S, sunshine, U, use of water, S, sleep, T, trust in God, A, abstain, and I'm sure that's abstain from certain things, you know, maybe tobacco, alcohol, whatever. Uh, inhale, that, that's an interesting one. She gets into that a little bit. Uh, inhale, when you inhale, always through the nose. It's, you know, uh, uh, the general uh, law of health. Right. Uh, in, in nutrition, you know, good nutrition, so that's the sustain, and then me, Everything in moderation, you know, everything good in moderation. That doesn't mean, you know, okay, a, a right. moderate uh, a dose of uh, illegal drugs, you know, do it in moderation. No, right. no, that is not yes. what that means. And uh, she just mentioned the E in me, sustain me, is exercise. So d- just 
so those folks that were probably wondering, what are the general laws of health? That's what she's speaking of. Here we go. Water. Those hormones need us to be well hydrated to be able to make those hormones. Yes, sleep, go to bed early. Stress inhibits the output of those hormones. Trust in God, cast uh-huh. all your care upon him, says 1 Peter 5, 7, for he cares for you. And in Psalm 55, verse 22, the Bible says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He mm. will never suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen. Abstain from all stimulants. What the research shows Ah. now is that coffee in the day Mm. cuts the output of those hormones in half for five hours. Okay, a popular one. And I've been guilty of this. So not just uh, stimulants, it's not (laughs) just coffee, gang. It's not just tea. It's, you know, there's a Red Bull and everything in between uh, Mm -hmm. that's got that, what you call the bad caffeine, uh, and, you know, that's, you know, that, that is something that has subtly just kind of drifted into our culture. I mean, everyone. I mean, it's right across the board. Yeah. So that, that right. I think that's a big one. It uh, is. So let's, uh-huh. let's, we're going to have to take a look at that. A lot, little, a lot of people in that category. Yeah, do a, a little self-examination. And uh, maybe if you have an ailment or, well, why do I feel this way, that way? Maybe let's try to cut out some of that, uh, some of that stimulant in your life. So here we go. Alcohol inhibits the output by up to 40%. Ooh. So the stimulants interfere with the output of the hormones at night. Wow. 40%. Our brain is made up of nerve cells. The pineal gland also has cells that function in there that require oxygen. And we get more oxygen if we inhale and exhale always through the nose. The very part of the body where God breathed the breath of life into man. Nutrition. Nourishing food. We've been looking at the food, the fruits, the vegetables, the nuts, the seeds, the whole grains, and also the legumes. They provide all the nutrition necessary to make those hormones. Moderation, don't overdo it. When people eat their largest meal at night, it inhibits the output of those hormones at night because so much energy is required to digestion. See, when we go to sleep at night, our stomach wants to sleep too. That's why we should be eating most of our food at breakfast and lunch, our two main meals. It was probably in the 1950s that research was done to look at more about sleep. And what they discovered, because they first of all did it on rats, and they found there were times when the rat's eyes moved very, very fast, and they had electrodes on the brain, and they found when the eyes moved, the brain was moving faster. And then there were periods of time where the eyes were still and then the brain was a lot more, was a lot slower in its activity. And they called the eye, rapid eye movement time basically rapid eye movement. <laughs> yeah. And they, caused, they called the busy time, non, sorry, that's the rapid eye, but the non-busy time they called rapid eye movement. And they discovered certain things are happening in those times. In rapid eye movement time, this is where a filing system happens. So here's our brain. 
and from tomorrow night and also on Saturday we'll be looking at the brain and the top part of the brain is called the cortex and right at the back here there's a little gland called the hippocampus and the hippocampus is where our short-term memory all through the day, everything that happens through the day is stored in the hippocampus called our short-term memory unit. Okay, quick, quick quiz. Mm-hmm. When have we mentioned on our episodes that word hippocampus? Oh. Wow. Uh, n- 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 I can't remember. Yeah, it, it, it's not, it, you know, because I thought of it as hippo, but uh, this was the when the German neurologist w- w- yep. about the masking yep. okay. and breathing your own CO2, they, she was finding the hippocampus. the hippocampus part of the brain right. that is, is in fe- you know, that is affecting and infecting a lot of youth. So that's hmm. right. uh, interesting. So pay attention yeah. to, to, yeah. w- to what's going on here with the, the, this very, very important part of the brain and think of what it does and if you're going to maybe one day some local government or you know national was going to tell you to mask up again i hope you pause and think about what what you're actually doing so so that you can make an educated decision based on you know some restrictions or mandates that could be coming down the pike in the future so all right hippocampus mhm here we go and in rapid eye movement time there's a filing system because in non-rapid eye movement time there's a courier service. And what the courier service does is it takes those memories up to the top of the cortex and stores them there. And as it stores them, there's a filing system. It's not stored in any, any haphazard way. In fact, in the book, Why We Sleep, Dr. Matthew Walker, he's an he's a atheist, and he said in his book, it's almost as if sleep has an intelligence. And if I was to talk to him, I'd say, that's right, mate. <laughs> it's God. God designed this incredible body Amen. with an inbuilt ability to heal. Even, even order in the filing system, and I'm sure we know the account of when Jesus died and rose again, when they went into the grave, all the grave clothes were neatly folded. He is a God of order. And we see that incredible order all through nature, all through the human body. Amen. You might have heard the saying, it's a saying in neuroscience, nerves that lie together, fire together. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is all our positive memories are filed together. All our negative memories are filed together. Have you noticed when you're feeling sad or discouraged, all the discouragements come up? (laughs) That's because the nerves that lie together fire together. Uh But have you noticed on a wonderful day when everything's going perfectly well, everything's good? (laughs) That's because the nerves that lie together fire together. And what they've discovered is this filing system happens in in a certain order. Something else is happening in rapid eye movement time, and that is dreaming. Ah. There's been lots of theories about dreams. I studied as a psychiatric nurse in my early 20s, and 
we studied Sigmund Freud and he had theories about dreams. And the Bible certainly speaks about how God talks to man through dreams. There's no doubt about that. But it seems that dreaming every night has a purpose. Some people have said to me, but I don't dream. I said, you actually do. But the only time you remember your dream is when you wake up in the middle of your dream. But every night our dreams come up and it appears that these dreams are helping to know how to file the memories of the day. Interesting. What also mm. happens in rapid eye movement time, there's a consolidation of the things we learnt through the day. So it's not just enough to uh, understand and remember, but we want it consolidated in our brain. And so in rapid eye movement time, that is happening. Also, in rapid eye movement time, this is when all the inventions come to our minds. I am the daughter of an inventor. <laughs> I am the sister of an inventor. My father and my brother are the inventors. And what the research is showing is that in those early hours, because as you'll see, that's when rapid eye movement, rapid eye movement time is the busiest. It's in those early hours of the morning. Did you know that God has an appointment with every human being in the early hours of the morning? You'll find it in, in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. The Bible says, The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I may know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. It's those early hours of the morning where those incredible inventions come into the mind of man and woman. So what's happening in non-rapid eye movement time? There's a courier service that takes the day's memories up to the long-term storage unit, but there's also a cleaning system. It appears in non-rapid eye movement time that the cells shrink up, allowing more fluid between the brain cells it's almost similar to what happens in the city streets at night. You know, in the city streets at night, the street cleaners come along. Well, that's happening in our brain at night. It seems that the cells shrink up, allowing more fluid between the cells, and the glymphatic system is stimulated. The glymphatic system is a system that uses glial cells, and there are more glial cells in our brain than nerve, the nerve cells. And this glymphatic system, it cleans up waste from neuronal activity. It cleans up waste from the combustion of oxygen and glucose in the cell. It also has the ability to clean up uh, negative memories. Isn't that good news? That is wonderful. And we'll talk about a that a little that. bit more when we look mm, at um, yeah. the healing of the mind as we go through our Saturday lectures. What they found is that these two periods happen in 90-minute intervals. What Dr. Matthew found after many years of research and actually looking at many more years of research, that the brain needs eight hours a night. Now, he was not happy with this conclusion because it's not... Okay, and that might be a wrap.
I think she was getting ready to get into the study of of uh, some people that had slept for six hours a night for a while, and and some eight, and then they were they were tested. They were college kids, I think, and the okay. ones that slept eight hours a day were you know they were taught the same, and their, their grades were much better, you know. So. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But other very, than very good. I was sort very of good. I was sort of waiting on that one to <laughs> before before you know I wasn't sure, but I knew we were getting close to that before we were going to wrap up. So I mean, essentially, that Not was about where we were going to uh, knock yeah. that off anyway. So all right. Um, anyway, uh, well, let's. Uh, good stuff. I you know absolutely. To me, when I hear this, it it, it makes me hungry not for food but for more information oh i was gonna say for more sleep yeah yeah hungry for more yeah, sleep yeah. Well, but it's too early i mean the sun's still up you know that's uh, true now that doesn't that, you know that does ladies and gentlemen that does not mean that you know you, if you're feeling poorly your body is going to tell you to sleep whether it's the middle of the day or not but typically on a normal day i thought it was mm-hmm. i thought it was really interesting that the body knows when it's starting to you know when when the sun's going down right you know and, right. and 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 if you think, you know, closely about that, I, I can think of in the afternoon, especially in the winter. I get home and it, it, you know it's it's dark before you know it. Right. And if I mm. get to a point where I'm just just getting settled in, maybe on the sofa to chat or whatever, uh-huh. I can doze off. Oh, very, very easily, easily yes, very yes. easy. More so in the winter than in the summer. Okay, when I get yeah. up. But you know, all of it. You know, I I love it when things make sense. And there again, we that statement in the Bible that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is so much to that statement when you get into uh, what Miss Barbara has to share with us. It is just amazing. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's. Uh, that's a, that's a wrap on that one. That's a sort of an abrupt uh, ending, and I hope the editing uh, do, does it justice. Uh, yes, and I know yes. it will. Ben, uh, yeah, you'll take care of that, and I appreciate it. But let's go. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we we wrap up this afternoon. Father in heaven, once again, we are amazed at what we learn about you. These bodies, your word says, are not our own. They are the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit that was bought at a price. And you own our next breath, our next heartbeat. And Father, we just are amazed at all of the personal, technical, in you know, the intriguing way that you just knit us together as we study what happens when we're resting, when we don't even know you are at work in the mind and saving memories and cleaning things up uh, that we don't even know about. Uh, We probably can't even say half of these things, but uh, it is good to know them. And we pray that, uh, that, that for all of those listening, that this is a help uh, and that people can incorporate some of these things into their daily lives, that they may do it in a, in a way to feel better, that we may better serve you. We thank you so much for those that are listening, this opportunity to to share on this platform. And Father, uh, as we go about our day, uh, the rest of today, and for another week uh, before we're able to do this, 
we ask for special blessings on all of those and us here. And as always, as we part ways, may every intent of our thought be pure. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.